Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. Today's video is on a legend, a football player that should be in the Hall of Fame. His name is Lester Hayes, cornerback of the Slash, the Las Vegas Raiders, Oakland Raiders. I'd like to give a special thanks to my producer who's making it happen today for me, Mr. Logan Landers. So if you like the video, please come in and share it. And today's video is on the NFL legend, Mr. Lester Hayes. In my career, not, I want to say in my lifetime, not career, because I didn't play football at any level. I walked on the University of Arkansas and got cut. But when you think about this young man right here, you want to think about greatness. You want to think about playing the quarterback position at a high level. And a guy that was from Wheatley High School out of Houston, Texas, Lester Hayes, when all the great cornerbacks are mentioned, the greatest that played this game from Lynn Barney to Willie Brown to Mike Haynes to Mel Blunt to Lewis Wright to Lamar Parrish to Daryl Green to Deion Sanders to Ty Law to Daryl Rivas to Rob Woodson to Aeneas Williams to Patrick Ramsey to Rode Barber to Roger Worley to Emmett Thomas to Eric Allen, and to, em to Everson Walls, that's one thing you better keep in your conversation. Even though this gentleman is not a Hall of Famer, you better add Lester Hayes to your list. In my opinion, he's one of the top three cornerbacks to play in the National Football League, the history of the game. And it just blows my mind that he's not in the Hall of Fame. As I mentioned, a young man out of Wheatley, High school out of Houston, Texas. Same high school that's produced the likes of George Foreman, Donnie Davis, former quarterback, University of Houston, William Jackson III, who played in the league, who played the University of Houston, who played in the NFL, Dwight M. O. Jones, 1972 Olympian, who played at the University of Houston, Gordon Turk, who played at Southern University, Archie Bell, Lee Singer of the Dales. He comes out of that high school. It's obviously put out a lot of talent. And finally, Mrs. Barbara Jordan, tremendous politician in the state of Texas. See, Lester Hayes came from that kind of, I want to say, expectations. And then he took his career to Texas A&M. And this is what blows my mind about Lester Hayes, him performing so much at a high level at the cornerback position. When he got to Texas A&M, don't you know, as a freshman, he played defensive end. Then in his sophomore year, he moved a linebacker. Then he moved to safety his junior year and became an All-American in 1975. Then in the 1977 NFL draft, he went fifth round, 126 pick overall. And there was three Hall of Famers that came out of that Hall of Fame class in 1977. Tony Dorsett, Joe Klecko. And Tony Dungeon. Well, to be honest, Lester Hayes should be the fourth guy coming out of that 1977 class. But when you judge this game, you judge this game on performance. 
I thought you did at a high level, especially playing in the National Football League. Looking at Lester Hayes' stats, 39 career interceptions. Tied with Willie Brown, all-time record in the Oakland Raiders franchise slash Las Vegas Raiders. Then you're looking at 1980, the special season when he had 13 interceptions with voted NFL Defensive Player of the Year. But what sticks out in my mind and where Lester Hayes should be put on that pedestal where he should get his flowers, he had five interceptions during that playoff run, leading the Raiders defensively to a Super Bowl championship. In that year, like I said, he was voted NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And he had a 62 interception return for a touchdown. But just think about that for one minute. Here's a cornerback playing, I consider, the toughest position on the defensive side of the ball and the second toughest division to play in the NFL outside quarterback. And you're on the island by yourself and you have 13 interceptions and you have five interceptions in the playoffs. And then you playing on that, I want to say, Las Vegas Raiders defense that had, Reg, that had, excuse me, they had Reggie Kinlaw, they had Ted Hendricks, they had Rob Martin, they had Mike Davis, they had Burgess Owens. And Luster Hayes, pound for pound, was the best player on the defense. And he was one of the key elements leading that team to the Super Bowl that season. Where are the people voting for the Hall of Fame that this gentleman is not in? Let me throw some other teammates that was on that 80 defense. John Matuzak and Matt Millen was a rookie that year. And, of course, if I didn't mention Rob Martin. Then, a couple of years later, Mike Haynes comes over. And Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes make no question about it. When they were together playing the cornerback position on each side of the field, it's not a better tandem that's ever played a game at a high level in the National Football League. I will put my life on it. Then you're looking at that 83 season, that 83 team, defensively that had Howie Long, Lyle Alzado, Greg Townsend, Bill Pickle, Van McElroy, Mike Haynes, Mike Davis still with the team, and Ted Watts. And Lester Hayes still, I consider the best player on that team. Even though Mike Haynes did his thing, but Lester Hayes was the man. And what really, really is amazing to me is that we want to judge Lester Hayes and say why he's not in the Hall of Fame and a lot of writers don't want to vote him in because of the stickum he wore. Well, at the time, where did he get the idea to stick him from? He got it from Fred Belipikoff, who got voted into the Hall of Fame. Nobody says nothing about him. And the legend Jerry Rice wore stickum and Club Branch wore stickum. And both of them in the Hall of Fame. It just amazes to me what is these people thinking when they vote these players in the Hall of Fame. But see, I understand it's something personal against Lester Hayes, and I don't know what it is. But today, I'm going to tell y'all why. If I had a vote in the Hall of Fame, Vincent Turner, Hill, 100 yards of football, would give it to Lester Hayes, first-time ballot. And if you really want to know how good Lester Hayes really is, I want everybody that's listening to this podcast today here on one of the odds football. Won't you ask the competition how good he was against them in the playoffs? 
Let's go to 80 season when the Raiders won the Super Bowl, who he went up against. Why don't we call Billy White Shoes Johnson and Mike Renfro that played the receiver position for the Houston Oilers and Kenny Stabler, who's the quarterback? Why don't we go ask the Cleveland Browns? They had Reggie Rucker and Dave Logan. They had Brian Spike as their quarterback. And then why don't we go ask the San Diego Chargers? They had Charlie Jordan and John Jefferson. They had Dan Fouts as their quarterback. Why don't we ask them how good Lester Hayes was that year? And then, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Why don't we ask Charlie Smith and Harold Carmichael how good Lester Hayes was that year? That's when he had five interceptions in the playoffs. And then we go in the 83 season when the Raiders made it back to the Super Bowl and they played against the Washington Redskins, who that season was the highest scoring team in the National Football League. And how Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes shut down Charlie Brown and Art Monk. Won't we get the phone numbers of Charlie Brown and Art Monk and ask them how good Lester Hayes was? It's amazing. But GM Bobby Befford, who was a GM with the Redskins, said at the time, the Raiders defense and their cornerbacks, Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes, was the difference in that football game. And we look up here and we walk around talking football and all these podcasts out here. And I'm looking from an NFL standpoint and we talk about the Hall of Fame. And I'm not calling no names today. Nobody mentions Lester Hayes as being one of the greatest cornerbacks in the game that should be in the Hall of Fame. Nobody. And he had the greatest season intercepting passes. I said Dick Night Train Lane did in 1952 with 14 as an L.A. Ram. And he played 10 seasons. What more do we have to do to vote anybody in the National Football League in the Hall of Fame. Two-time Super Bowl champion, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1980, first-team All-Pro 1980, five-time Pro Bowler 1980-1984. What more we got to do, man? What more do we have to do? It really amazed me some of these players that's not in the Hall of Fame and Lester Hayes should be in the Hall of Fame. Then he played at Texas A&M. And was All-American at a school that was very high level in the Southwest Conference. And he had some outstanding, outstanding teammates when he was at Texas A&M, man. Pat Thomas, Edgar Jones. Come on, man. Come on, man. These are high-level players that played in the mid-70s at Texas A&M. And access coach Emory Berlard, how good he was. Then he was voted on the 1975 All-American team with the likes of Sammy Green out of Florida, Leroy Salmon out of Oklahoma, Leroy Cook out of Alabama, Tim Fox out of Ohio State, and Dewey Salmon out of Oklahoma. He was an All-American with those guys. 1975, come on, man. And I'm going to tell you about Mr. Lester Hayes' skill set. When you're looking at a cornerback, instincts, the ability to anticipate A+, read and react A+, key and diagnose A+, explosive quick moment A+, 
because Lester Hayes had a unique position. He was squat. And I say to myself, how is he able to explode so quickly? It's God gift talent. God is in this plan. Then the lateral quickness as a cornerback, A+. Plus. His hands to bump and run, A+. Plus. Tackling as a cornerback, A+. Plus. Nose to nose press coverage, A+. Plus. Just go back and look at his stance, man. Range and play speed, A+. Plus. Distance covering when the ball is in the air, A+. Plus. Nobody did it better than Lester Hayes, man. And I sit here today on 100 yards football and cannot believe this football player of this high level and excellence is not in the Hall of Fame. It's really sad. And that's why I don't watch the Hall of Fame no more. That's why I don't get excited about the inductees no more. Because you don't have the right players that should be getting their flowers into this cat thing. When you got Lester Hayes and Otis Taylor that's not in the Hall of Fame, there's something wrong with all y'all that's casting your votes. And I'm going to leave you this today with Mr. Lester Hayes. He was voted to the 1980 All-Decade Team. And I'm going to say this and really end it with my summary and prove my point. The 1980 All-NFL Decade team is Reggie White, Howie Long, Randy White, Dan Hampton, Mike Singletary, Lawrence Taylor, Ted Hendricks, Mike Haynes, Mel Blunt, Ronnie Lott, Kenny Easley. How in the world Lester Hayes is not in the Hall of Fame? Help me, Jesus. Help me. If you like the video today, please come in and share. We'll surely appreciate here 100 Yards of Football. Special thanks to my producer who's been outstanding today, the very talented Mr. Logan Landers. My final words about Lester Hayes. Cornerback slash Las Vegas Raiders slash Oakland Raiders. When I think about Lester, I think about a musician out of Dayton, Ohio, by the name of Steve Arrington. He had a song that I love every day that I play. The name of the song is Homeboy. Lester Hayes is going to always be my homeboy. And I hopefully one day before I go to glory, he's voting into the Hall of Fame. Pound for pound, he's one of the best football players to play the cornerback position. And I don't ever hear nobody mention his name. Y'all be blessed here on 100 Yards of Football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.